0: Am I Reister or am I wrong? With my main man, Ralph Amston And the consequences for Creighton coach Greg McDermott should be meaningful and decisive for telling his team to stay on the plantation. The NFL, the NFL is cold-blooded for trying to hijack Christmas Day from the NBA. The state of Kentucky is offering a fifth year to students who missed out on their senior year. It's a good gesture, but the consequences cannot be ignored. Prep hoops are requiring masks in many states. This is a waste of time, despite it being the right thing to do. Texas is reopening 100%. Sports teams are gonna have a lot of pressure to open up arena seating. The Washington football team will no longer have cheerleaders. They will now have a dance team, and this is a non-issue. Chipotle Queso sucks. It's better, but it still sucks. And the best of social media. Am I right, sir? Or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Daily fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, facts only. Check your feelings at the door. No BS is allowed because we keep it 100. Shoot us an email. I'm mad at unafraid shows.com. Make sure that you listen to us on the PAC 12 apostles podcast and me Fox sports radio Sundays, two to 5 PM Pacific and mad dog sports radio, 10 PM slash 1 AM Eastern time. Um, Monday through Friday. So Ralph, we'll start at the beginning. Um, Creighton coach Greg McDermott, he is he's in hot water because he made a what would you call what, what he said? Is it a gaff? Can you call it a gaff? what would what would you call it? I would. I would. I because
1: I've never he said something I've never heard before. You and I talked about this off air. I I I've been racking my brain trying to figure out if I've ever heard
0: anybody say we need to stay on the plantation. Yeah, here is exactly. So uh, McDermott put out a post and he said, I'm sorry on February 27th after an emotionally tough loss. On the road, I addressed our student athletes and staff in the postgame locker room and used a terribly inappropriate analogy in making a point about staying together as a team despite the loss. Specifically, I said, guys, we got to stick together. We need both feet in. Nothing wrong so far there. He said, I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. And he said he immediately recognized the egregious mistake he made. It was insensitive. He talked to players, students, parents, staff, administrators, everybody. And there are people that want this man canceled. They want him fired. I'm not in that boat, Ralph. I'm not in that boat either
1: um, because it feels like a uh... It was like a very strange and super specific and easily correctable mistake um, even from his apology he it was kind of like man, what the hell was I thinking where did this even come from and the the weirdest part about it is even if he was to stop and correct himself in the moment you already said it he but he would have had to say like oh I meant to say reservation which is not great. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the way you normally hear that phrase. Uh, Don't leave the reservation. Don't go flying off the reservation. And why is this a big deal? Because I understand that there are going to be some people who are like, yo, he misspoke. No big deal. And I say that you have to judge a man by his fruit, that his history should determine how this is handled. He's had assistant coaches come out current players come out and say like, yo, we haven't experienced any racism from this dude, any questionable behavior, anything. This is not the case of Iowa's strength and conditioning coach, where he had had a pattern of doing these things. This is not the same thing. So, so I didn't think that, that just automatically saying, oh, this guy has to be fired. What? What? Because I do think yeah. that you do have to have an element of grace. Because when you're talking to people all the time, when you're like we do on the podcast, when you're talking on radio, TV, to lectures and meetings all the time, sometimes you are going to mess up because everything is not written down for you. Right. And there's a human element, and then there is from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I think that you have to try to weigh which is which.
1: Yeah, and when it's your job to talk to young people, you're consistently looking for ways to communicate in a way that will be fresh and new and relate to them. And there's only so many times you can say, do your job. Like, um, So just for instance, with my son, um, I got I got a I got a few sons, but with one of them in particular, his attention span is kind of all over the place. And I always tell him focus, and I tell him focus probably thirty times a day, every day, especially for the last year when he's been doing his learning from home. Uh, and finally, I caught myself last week, and I asked him, "Do you know what the word focus means?" Yeah, and he goes, "No." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he he was like, "I get the context, but like." no like i couldn't tell you the definition of that word and i was like okay because i I was somebody who had my attention all over the place and my dad always used to say do what you're doing while you're doing it and about the 80th time he'd say that it would just it would be nothing words right yeah and so um and so i had to tell him i was like okay all your energy in one place and so that's what i've been saying for the last week hey buddy all your energy in one place And I think that that's that's just your job as somebody who is trying to shepherd somebody else, is try to find a way to communicate. All he meant to tell his players to do was to do their job. And in the moment, he's looking for a way to phrase it that would make more sense, and it ends up being um, insensitive. And and this is one of the only times ever in, in my life of hearing people use the word racial insensitivity, where... I felt like that's exactly what it was. It was like, oh, this was an insensitive moment, not an ignorant moment, not a hateful moment, but actual insensitivity. He wasn't sensitive to the situation in that moment. You can be insensitive without being an insensitive person. Right. And I think that him immediately acknowledging like, oh, that that's not a, that's not what I meant to say. B I, I don't understand why I said it that way. And so I need to have some conversations and make sure everybody's good. Um, uh, that feels like leadership to me. I don't know the guy and I don't know the situation intimately. But when when you came into the show and you're like, there needs to be like swift and decisive action on this, I, I'm 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 trying to understand what exactly you mean by that. Okay.
0: I think that the well, I, I I said that the action should be decisive and meaningful. Okay. And what that means is is that don't drag this out that it needs to be, all right, look, we're either keeping our coach or we're not keeping our coach. Like, don't let this turn into something that continuously comes up over and over again. Come out and say either, look, we we support our coach. He messed. He messed up. He doesn't have any history of this. Let's move on, right? But ag- while acknowledging the significance of what he said. And then also... The, the, the meaningfulness of it is because he went on to go say that he's had conversations with parents, with faculty, with the players. So I think that that's meaningful. That meaningful does not mean public. I think that he needs to address the people that were offended by it. And the fact that this even became public, I gave the dude some credit for, but, but mind you, I'm not given to do just a free pass because there are people that are, that are going to say, oh, why are people being so sensitive? It's just the word plantation. There are no slaves anymore. Oh, OK. You have to understand that when number one, the time that we're living in. Number two, the fact that these are unpaid college players, they're right. unpaid. So to use a and they know they should be paid. They know they're generating money for everybody else. This is, it's not slavery, but it is indentured servitude. And and that's what I think rings, like like, like that's the part that makes it so much more alarming is you're like, whoa, bad, bad analogy, coach. And I think that the players in the locker room look like, what the hell is he talking about, plantation? But if he's a guy who treats his players right, and does the right things, then maybe he needed to correct his language because just because your language needs to be corrected doesn't necessarily mean that you have hate or malice in, in your heart. I think that there are geographic differences. I think that there are cultural differences. When you did not grow up around certain people, you, you've you thought either certain terms were okay You have thought that that, you know, and once you learn these things, that means that you can do better just because you did something wrong does not necessarily mean that you need some sort of severe consequences because your consequence can just be learning at times because sometimes you with with your kid, you say, all right, look, don't do that again. The reason why we don't do it is X, Y and Z. Let's change how we look and think about this. Then there are other times you put them on punishment. You take the iPad, you take the phone, you don't let them play video games. You know, sometimes the consequence, it it should be appropriate to what happened.
1: Yeah, and I think that there's, you're right, there are lessons that everybody could, could learn in this situation. Creighton is in Omaha, Nebraska. Right, that there's decent basketball players in Omaha, Nebraska, but for the most part, Coach McDermott has to go outside of Omaha in order to yes. bring his talent in. And if you just look at uh if, if you look at the actual construction and makeup of the team, you've got a couple of people from Nebraska and Kansas, but for the most part, he's down in Florida recruiting. Yeah, he's got Alex O'Connell from Roswell, Georgia, right? Like who who uh, who was a, a transfer over from. Um, Duke University, you've got, um, and then, and then, you, you, know, you got a couple of players from, from here and there, in Missouri, Illinois, and then you got three players on this team that are from out of the country. So you make a mistake like this and then you apologize for it. And, um, like there's no better model for people than, um, to, to show that you can come back from a mistake than by, you know, making up for it with, uh, with an apology and a different way forward. He's showing these people from out of the country and he's showing these people that are, um, that are on this team that, that might be from from Omaha or Kansas and not necessarily think that it's a big deal. He is showing that, um, that it actually is and that when they go forth and when they move forward, maybe that's a mistake that, uh, that, 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 they'll avoid. Then again, this seems like a completely random it, it's almost like he had a brain fart become a scandal. Yeah. Right? This is like when you and I first talked about this and we were like we, we were examining it together I was like this feels like a Joe Biden mistake.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's crazy because it is you can't just sweep it under because we don't know his his history. I think his history should dictate how it's handled by the university and how his players and staff look at him after that. Um, The, the next thing up, the NFL is cold blooded. We know the NFL is ruthless that they want all their coins, but now they are coming for the NBA. They are hijacking Christmas day. Christmas day had been reserved for NBA games like like you knew that you had NBA games all day. LeBron's going to have the primetime game. You're going to have, you know, Kevin Durant have a time. Steph Curry's going to have a time. James Harden would have had a time, but he's on the same team as Kevin Durant now. Like it's going to be some marquee games. Boston's going to going to have a game. But now the NFL after last season when they put on the site Saints Vikings game Um, That was the game where Kamara went for six touchdowns, and it drew 20 million viewers. And the college football season is basically over at that point in time. Uh, They're in bowl season. I don't think there are any bowl games on Christmas Day. If so, it's only one. And the NFL is looking at putting more games on Christmas Day, which would then cut into the NBA and I'm like damn bro like the fact that they would do that that has to rub Adam Silver the wrong way probably I mean
1: it, obviously these leagues don't have any agreements they're competitors um I know that people who live in these markets that see like so like the Cardinals sign, jj watt and then like the Suns and arizona coyotes both tweet like welcome to arizona jj watt and you're like oh yeah everybody's on the same page everybody is not on the same page they are competing for attention and i it it never even occurred to me that that was the case until i started covering arizona state football um professionally and i realized the amount of animosity that exists between the cardinals and and the Sun Devils, the fact that they used to share a stadium. And there are a lot of people who are longtime Sun Devils, you know, the the gray hairs who remember a time when ASU was the only show in town and their last Rose bowl win, I think is 1987 and the Cardinals show up in 1988 and they haven't won one since. And so, you know, they're, they're competing for, for all of this attention. Um, and that's when you realize not everybody's friends. And so, you know, when it comes to NFL trying to stick a game on Christmas, first of all, I'm personally against it. Um, I just think that like it's enough. It's enough. They like they have enough. Um, I be, I was personally against Thursday night football. Um, I'm against anything that takes away from people's ability to enjoy it for the for the tradition. Because most moves by professional sports leagues are made in the name of cashing in, um, and most are made in service to the God of television. And so I tend to personally push back on anything that isn't respectful of the in-person fan and supporter. Um, you know, this about me, I do it at the college level and I'm, I feel that way about the pros too. I think Thursday night football is complete overkill. I think that it's bad for the players and unsafe and then as far as Christmas Day, NBA already kind of has their, their foot on that. They went from three games to five. Yep. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I would just prefer that over the course of a long season, especially late December when the games aren't really meaningful anyway in the NFL, I would prefer that those people get to be home with their families. Well, that's all.
0: Okay. So <clears throat> when you add on, though, and Christmas Day is on a Thursday. i mean, sorry, it's on a Saturday this year. So they're like, oh, cool, it's a Saturday, everybody's home. That makes it even better. That makes it even better. So the NFL used to only have the two Thanksgiving Day games where the Cowboys would play and the Lions would play, whoever they were playing. And now they've added another one, and pretty much it's always been the Steelers, I I believe, who play on Thanksgiving as well. So that's a big deal that's a they they saw that there was a market for a third game so they're like cool we will add it on and now they're like no we want christmas day too and that's gonna end up the the people that are gonna lose out assuming that the nfl game is a good game because they will put a marquee game in in those spots you're gonna have the nba be pissed off about this and then the nba is going to be like fine cool we will we will schedule our our all-star game during the middle of your combine or something like it, it it's going to get messy because the nba knows that the nfl is going to win that day they're going to win that day because aside from because people who are nba fans it's still early in the nba season and people typically don't really fully commit to the NBA until NFL season is over with.
1: Or they commit on Christmas. Yeah. Or and, Christmas and is their the, kickoff
0: day. Exactly. And then the NBA then the NFL's hijacking that too. Bruh, that is not going to go over well at all. Um yeah. Oh Lord, Lord have mercy. That's going to turn into a fight. But I do think strategically for the NFL it's a it's a good move because there are dollars to be capitalized on. Like if well, then, if you say the NBA is not using this day right, you know, I can love you better Christmas. I can love you better.
1: I guess I just feel it's a slippery slope. Where how close are we to the NFL 7 days a week? How close are we to uh NFL spring? You know, like I nah, just
0: they won't they chill. won't chill. They won't rock the NFL in the spring, but if one of these offshoot leagues is successful. They will do that. Now they will essentially have NFL Europe, but right.
1: The NFL will find some way to eat that league uh, and either get rid of it or help it flourish in spring. Because I'm going to be honest, man, I watched two big sky games this last week and I don't hate the idea of spring football. I really don't.
0: I would like the idea. I think the NFL should move into the flag football market. In, in the spring. The way you put guy, guys who are not in the league cannot. If you are in the league, you cannot participate. But if you are. You're talking about flag football for adults. Yes. I think that's
1: possibly the direction we're all heading anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like imagine that. Imagine flag, flag football like you say on these 707 camps and all of this. Mm-hmm. But in the springtime, so you can have because it's a totally different skill set. So, yeah, I don't know if I would watch sevens
1: on TV, but I mean, that's what I spend all spring doing is going to sevens.
0: Yeah, and I do think there are some changes that you could make to the game to make it, you know, more a better offering as well. Um, speaking of offering, uh, Kentucky, so the state of Kentucky is offering their high school students a fifth year because they missed their, their year due to COVID and they're going to have an extra year of eligibility if they want to play. But there are some caveats to it, which we'll talk about. And I think that this is a good gesture, but the consequences can't be ignored because, and what they've done is, is that they're offering a quote unquote do over year the, the bill just got passed and it's going to allow high school students to not only repeat a year because the original bill was going to allow them to repeat their senior year. But now you can actually exchange classes on your transcript. So if you do better in person next year, then you can swap those grades out, potentially putting you in a better position to, get into school, but that's assuming that you did worse. Sometimes kids may do better online than they do in person, but then you don't have to swap those grades out. Uh, but it does in K through 12, it grants all all seniors the, the extra year of athletic eligibility, and it re- allows them to return for a fifth season if they are 18 or younger on August 1st, 2021. That's the caveat. So that puts out your 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 holdbacks, who were already nineteen, would have already been nineteen during the the, the season. So then, coming into the season, going nineteen twenty is not going to be permitted. And it's obviously it's still got to go through the House Education Committee, and then each school district has to uh, blanketly approve it. <laughs> But I think the unintended consequences are too much to make this a good idea.
1: I like it. I just don't like um, – I don't think that they're executing it correctly. I would like to see the public schools have a prep year option. So like where I live, uh, in the Phoenix metropolitan era area, there's probably like six or seven major school districts, right? I would like for the option to be there for some people to opt into a prep year uh, where you are allowed to go back, retake some classes, try to replace some grades because the truth of the matter is not everybody is on the same page. Not everybody figures their academics out um, all at the same time. We're, I mean, we're already in a situation where we're really stretching and catering to um, to the youth in a bunch of different areas of life. Like if somebody wants to tell me that this is a terrible idea, then I'm just going to shoot back that we are now letting kids stay on their parents' insurance until they're 26 years old. Right. So, you know, I think that, I think that, um, I would like to see the public schools have a prep year option, um, where there's not school teams, but district teams, Right. So um, okay. and maybe maybe this doesn't work for football, but maybe you could actually have sevens, which college coaches will tell you they don't watch, but they absolutely do, especially now that the, the dead period has been extended. I got college coaches hitting me up all the time to ask you know, what I thought of different kids at different events. So um, I, w- I would say that it would be really cool to see public school systems have a prep option. So when you are 18, 19 years old, you have one year to go back and replace some grades in high school, um, and it's part-time because if you're an adult, you might have to also have a part-time job or whatever, and then it gives you the option to have some athletics and it's districts competing against districts. So it would be like Phoenix against Mesa or, you know, out where you're at, you know, San Diego and, and, and Orange County could each have their own, like, prep teams, whether it's whether it's basketball or football or, or whatever, Um, and that would give some people the option to put some stuff on film and replace some grades to get them eligible for some collegiate opportunities. I'm always going to be all for anything that gives any kid the opportunity, um, to, to better themselves as far as their education. I think it's hard to ask Kentucky schools to all accommodate a bunch of seniors who might want to come back solely to try to capture a collegiate opportunity, um, I think that if you know, for for some of these kids, if the opportunity just wasn't there, then um, you know they they might need to move on. But if they really felt like it was because of the extension of the dead period, um, and they felt like their academics were affected by the fact that they had to jump back and forth between online and in person, then I think this could be really useful. The most interesting thing to me was that it was a thirty six nothing vote. Thirty six nothing. So they
0: must think it's a good idea. See, where it's a good gesture but not a good idea in terms of the implementation is from what we've seen with the NCAA they have granted seniors an additional year okay that sounds great because their year was disrupted through the pandemic all of that the unintended consequences have been some of these kids have been pushed out by the schools anyway because they want those scholarships kids who are in the transfer portal can't get out of the transfer portal because the scholarship numbers are messed up now And granted, the super seniors don't count, but the schools are forecasting for the next year because every kid last year didn't count. So you essentially get five years to play six now. I'm I'm sorry, uh, six years to play five. And, And then, but still only 85 scholarships. So it screws up the numbers. And we already saw... 400 less kids coming out of high school get college scholarships because the numbers aren't there. Like, and, and then when it, when you look at high schools, high schools are already overcrowded public high schools in a lot of areas already. So you're adding all these kids back in. You could, you're going to have schools overcrowded. And uh, and you're gonna have older kids playing against younger kids. I I, di- I get the gesture, but sometimes in life, you have to eat a shit sandwich. Like I mean, that's the only way to say it. And it's unfortunate, but college the college situation is different than the high school situation. And these kids have fallen through the uh, cracks. I was just watching a video of this kid and. Baltimore, who was a senior, has a 0.13 GPA. And so to 58, he was ranked 62nd in his class. Fifty eight other kids have a lower GPA, equal or lower GPA than than him. And it's like, but they were promoted every single year. So the school system fails on some on some levels. But then you add more kids in classrooms, less funding for a lot of these school school districts whether if they're in inner city communities or not affluent neighborhoods and i'm supposed to just think oh yeah everything will be fine no the ncaa has proven that there are unintended consequences and they still haven't fixed theirs so imagine how hard it would be to do that on a local level Uh, hold on. I can't hear you, Ralph.
1: I'm on mute. I'm on mute. How All right, we're put... back. We're back. Oh, Lord. Because I got a beverage and I'm tr- I'm trying to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the, the vocal cords stay lubricated. And I don't want to hear, you know, people to hear me slurping on a big gulp while you're trying to make your point. Okay. Okay. Look, what works in Louisville might not work in California. That's all I'm trying to say. And so, if it's right for the if it's right for the state of Kentucky, cool. Um it might not necessarily work everywhere. I just know that for me personally, I've got four kids, all four of them were a year young for their grade. I redshirted all four of them this year. Every single one of them is going to go back into the grade that they would have been in this year next year, because we weren't going to deal with the halftime online, halftime at school, going back and forth. One of our kids has a compromised immune system. So you know, it, it, if one of my kids was a senior, you're telling me that I wouldn't have been able to do that, even if they were a year young. And so I, I support a, a state like Kentucky doing something like this, because I know there's parents like me out there that, that might've had a situation where it wasn't in their kid's best interest to go to school, but they were a junior heading into their senior year and they were a year young. You give them back their senior year. I, I, I support that.
0: See, can I, can I say I support it, but I don't think that it's going to, I think that the unintended consequences, unintended consequences. No,
1: you're right. You're, you, you are one million percent right that every reaction has some sort of equal and opposite consequence down the road.
0: Yeah. And you're going to mess up the numbers for four plus years. Like it, it, it just screws it just screws it up. It's unfortunate, and the NCAA specifically, they need to fix it. Um, the best
1: thing to do would have been for everybody to just shut down for a year while we kick this disease's ass. We didn't do it,
0: and this is the result. Yep. Um, so in high school, though, prep hoops are requiring mass in many states. I think that this is a waste of time, despite it being the right thing to do because we know the virus transmits more indoors than outdoors, and you're in closer contact for longer, playing basketball. All of the, all of these things that we know to be true. The reason why I think the mask is, is because I've seen some of these games where the kids are supposed to be wearing masks. They're not wearing the mask. They literally have them on. They're below their chin. So if if you're going to do like... It's, it's like, you know, in, in the NBA, they require jerseys to be tucked in. Everybody's jersey is tucked in because it's the rule and there are consequences if you don't do it. You get fined. Same thing in the NFL. But then you still have uh, Frank Gore having his socks down at his ankles, just like Anquan Bolden. But for the most part, everybody abides by the sock rule on some sort of level, some level. But in but from the games that I've seen, the kids have the masks on. They're wearing them like this, dude. They're wearing them like this. And I'm like, OK, so what if you're not going to enforce it, there's no point in making this rule.
1: That's fair, Um So I went to, I've gone to three prep basketball games in the last three weeks here locally. It is the rule in Arizona that you have to wear a face mask while you're on the court um, and at all times. And then you can only have like two guests per player in the stands. And those are the mitigation efforts that are going on right now in this state. I will say that the mask thing seems to be fairly nonsensical for a number of reasons. One is that most people just wear the cheap surgical mask and that slips even when you're running, that goes down below your nose, below your mouth. Um, So there's not a lot of people that are even wearing like masks that are, are, are specifically fitted to stay on your face. Thing two, basketball is a sport of communication. So last night I'm at a girl's hoops game and I'm watching the point guard come down the floor and she reaches up and pulls her mask down to call out the play and then, puts it back on and that, that seems sort of nonsensical. Um, and then the third thing is every basketball game that I've been to, uh, to here locally in the last few weeks, every coach calling out any player, any set is take their mask, their mask
0: down. Yep. Yeah.
1: Every single one. And so um, not a big fan of this. And I think everybody's just trying to make the best bad decision to make sure that we have sports going forward. So I respect all ideas, including bad ones that keep kids on the court right now. Even though I think that, you know, we, we wouldn't be in this situation if we had shut a few more things down and had a few more, you know, countrywide cooperation efforts, we shouldn't be in day. We shouldn't be in day 359 of this pandemic, right? We should be 180 days outside of the pandemic, but that's just not the case. And so, you know, I'm looking at this and it doesn't seem like it makes sense. And so the, the um, major association, the AIA down here got together yesterday and they said that players no longer have to wear masks on the court. And it didn't seem like there was any specific reason why not other than the numbers statewide are starting to go down a little bit, but the numbers go down because people are gathering less or getting vaccinated. You're still getting together and gathering at these basketball games. And so I don't know. And and the other thing, man, is you touch your face way more when you're exercising with a mask on. I feel like it's possible that you increase the possibility of transmission when you've always got your hands on your mouth and everybody's sharing a basketball. I, I like I said, I respect the fact that everything is just the best bad decision but it doesn't make sense to me to be playing basketball in masks unless they're specifically fitted to stay on your face and they stay on your face because they haven't been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the longer that you use masks, you know, they go, they get a little wonky anyway. Um, Next thing up, the (laughs) uh, Texas is reopening a hundred percent. And, on March 10th, businesses are going to be open at a hundred percent capacity. Um, there's no more statewide mask mandate. People are saying, well, people can make their own decisions on whether to wear them or not. And I think that you are that in the world of sports, that you're opening up a can of worms that you can't, that you can't put back in, like you can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste in the, You can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste jar like you can't. And and we've seen so many times where people have been at games even now. Somebody is too close to them. They're not wearing a mask. They are wearing a mask. They get in a fight. You know that these are things that people at the grocery store that and I think that this is going to put a lot of pressure on the sports leagues to open back for the Spurs, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Mavericks to open up their arenas to fans, which I don't think the NBA is going to be open to doing.
1: Yeah. Um, I have an issue with the way this was executed because, you know, Greg Abbott came out and he tweeted... Um, Like in all caps, uh, we're we're getting rid of the uh, the mandate. Like he was, you know, extremely proud of it. Um, And then issues a more measured statement that I felt like made a lot more sense. That said, quote: "With the medical advancements of vaccines and antibody therapeutic drugs, Texas now has the tools to protect Texans from the virus. We must." Do more to restore the livelihoods and normalcy of Texans by opening Texas 100%. Make no mistake, COVID-19 has not disappeared, but it is clear from the recoveries, vaccinations, reduced hospitalizations, and safe practices that Texans are using that st- uh, using that state mandates are no longer needed. Today's announcement does not abandon safe practices that Texans have mastered over the past year instead it is a reminder that each person has a role to play in their own personal safety and the safety of others with this executive order we are ensuring that all businesses and families in texas have the freedom to determine their own destiny so what basically what he's saying is we have done things right to the point where we don't need this anymore but i trust that you'll all continue to do things right i'm just saying that you don't have to
0: well all right so how's that going to work for private businesses because you have starbucks costco other companies like that that are saying we are not going to that there is still a mask mandate in our businesses
1: uh i think you'll probably see an elevated level of in business conflicts um for a for a little while but I would hope that our populace is smart enough to understand that it is actually are you a serious? conservative are you, principle. Are you serious right now? It's a conservative principle to allow, like, we're already in the situation where we're allowing people to make decisions for themselves. It is a conservative principle that corporations are people. Yeah. Therefore, corporations can make decisions for themselves within the law. No shoot, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah. No mask, no service. Like we, we are, if it had not have been politicized, if the idea of masks had not have been politicized as some effort to control the populace, which it absolutely never was, um, if it had not got to that point, then you know, perhaps we could have had a little bit more of a reasonable reaction to the idea of everybody wearing masks, but because everything's so politicized, it never was. My hope would be that now that everyone in Texas knows that they don't have to, the fact that they're choosing to would just make oh, them because, because, good because we neighbors. as
0: Americans don't like to be told what to do. We want to choose what we do.
1: Right. Right. It's like when you trick your kids into eating vegetables or whatever, like ultimately they have to be the one to, to make the choice, right? It's not, you never, I don't know, man, I'm trying to be optimistic about this. I was not optimistic about any of the mandates as necessary as I thought a lot of them were. I never thought Americans were going to take kindly to being told what to do. I'm holding out hope that the state of Texas, especially is going to have a lot of people who just take care of each other for the god's sake please just take care of each other and understand that if a business has those things in place it's for one of two reasons one they actually care about your safety slash they want you to keep existing so you can keep giving them money or two they have liability concerns Yeah, and you got to respect it either way so please 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 don't be a Karen, don't be a whatever a Ken or whatever the male equivalent of a Karen is. Don't go into these businesses and have them ask you to wear a mask. Now I went to Chipotle today and I just watched a lady like they're like, hey there's a sign on the door, you're up at the counter at the sneeze guard right now ordering without a mask on. Can you please put it on? And she huffed and puffed and put it on her chin. You know, don't be like that lady. please just just do what you can to keep others. Around you, safe, or keep the businesses in uh, operation that want to be there um, to to have employees that are coming to work to help service your needs when you show up to get your needs serviced. Just be good to each other for the love of God, please.
0: Oh, oh, you, oh, you're you're so naive. You are so naive, but but that's fine. I, I I appreciate your your optimism. But you did mention Chipotle. <sighs> So I didn't eat at Chipotle for a couple of years because had a had a couple bad bad. Well, no, actually, I didn't have a bad experience. It was like the uh, what what was it the E. coli breakout or whatever. And I typically don't eat like fast food in general, but but yeah, Chipotle's, there wasn't one that
1: Chipotle was in the news for some people getting sick, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And my okay. nephew actually got sick, so I was like, mm, nah, I didn't eat Chipotle for a couple years, but. In the past six months, I have had Chipotle again. And I was like, damn, I I, I remember why I like Chipotle. Okay. But previously they had come out with queso. Their queso is a POS, dude. And then they changed the queso, and it's better, but it's still not Qdobos. It's mediocre queso. Like Chipotle's food is good. Queso's weak. And I'm just like, your Chipotle. Owned by McDonald's. How do you screw up queso? Like, how how like who tasted that original queso and was like, yo, we gonna kill him with this one? We gonna kill him with this queso. That was the point, right? I'm because
1: this is a few years back, and Qdoba was getting more popular, and they had the queso, and the other Qdoba thing is they didn't make you pay for guac, right? Like I don't, I don't think you paid for guac as uh, as a Qdoba customer. So, um, I think this was this was Chipotle's way of trying to nix the competition. And what's crazy is I've actually seen like seven or eight Qdobas locally go out of business ever since Chipotle introduced this queso. But it must be just bad business practices on Qdoba's yes. end because that queso was melted crayons. It was <laughs> melted white and yellow crayons with confetti in it is one of the grossest things that I've, I've ever had. And I don't understand because Chipo- pretty much everything at Chipotle is tasty.
0: Taste is spoiled. I remember yeah. I dipped the yeah. chip in and I put it in my mouth. I was like, Oh, what is, what is this tart? Like musty. Yeah. It was not good. It was uh, not good. So. But
1: I gave it another chance though, like three, four months ago. And I'm not going to lie. I've probably had it five or six times since then, including today. It's, it's better, better. But it's
0: not it, it's not good queso it's not good queso yeah, they gotta they gotta take a third run at it, I think. I think yeah. Chipotle's gotta w- one more time so run it back one more time. you're almost there. <laughs> all right, um before we get to the best of social media, um the Washington football team will no longer have cheerleaders. They will now feature a dance team a co-ed dance team. And this is going to make headlines. So if you have not, like this is going to be a big deal nationally, people who are quote unquote conservatives, they're going to say, oh yeah, this is this is a big deal. No, it's not. Washington, according to their team president, Jason Wright, we want to offer a halftime show that's more equivalent to what the NBA does. Which is still a sexualized experience of the, the halftime show.
1: But, sure, uh, yeah. but,
0: but cheerleaders in the NFL don't actually cheer anything. They're actually there. So if you actually turn it into a dance team, that's different. And then you have to I actually have a unique experience with the Washington football team cheerleaders. I went to a military or well, a couple military bases in Europe with like four of them. Me, Donnie Edwards, and like four four or five of them. And I remember when all this stuff came out about uh, sexual harassment stuff at the team with cheerleaders and people working there. And I asked about the stuff that, that, that happened. And, and um, one of the young ladies was like, yo, I remember when they offered people an opportunity to come to our calendar shoot depending on how much money they donated and all that stuff. I don't like that. And she was like, it felt creepy. But I was like, you know, I I know what I signed up for. It is what it is. is. Nobody's touching me. So, you know, they're going to look at the calendar and do what they do in their own private time anyway. So if this is what the team does, this is what it does. But when you look back at it, you're like, should you really be selling that? Should you really be selling that? I mean, it, it's it's different if the women individually are like, no, no, like almost, I mean, if they were all only fans models and they were like, yo, yo, we're gonna sell this to come like, yeah. But they're also not getting a cut of it, not well paid. So them changing it to a dance team, I think is too. Is part of it is to, and a co-ed dance team has a bit to do with the LBGTQ community. And there be some inclusion there. But aside from that, this is a non-issue for me, at least. Yeah,
1: I kind of look at this the same way that I look at the um, the Mr. Potato Head thing that just came out.
0: Right, they like didn't were, change it though. They're still having right. Mister and Mrs. They just changed the box, the packaging to be something that they can print better or something. That's right, that says just potato print. head or whatever. Yeah. kind of like
1: Pac. It's kind of like Pac Man, and be people be upset if they took the bow off of Miss Pac Man's head. But we never like we never go one step past the question. Um, that that you know, people who get upset that like we're losing a culture war and getting our traditions taken away, or something like that, seem to always rabble rouse about. Which is, you know, hey, isn't it weird that we have a Mr. Potato Head that you're getting upset about? Isn't it weird that you're upset about uh, Dr. Seuss children's books that you haven't actually purchased or read? In 25 years, <laughs> everybody feels attacked when they're not actually losing anything. And nobody's asking the question of like, is it weird that we had this stuff in the first place? Is it weird that we had Mr. Potato Head in the first place? Is it weird that our live NFL experience contains massively oversexualized dance routines on the sideline from women who age out of the profession at 23 years old? And don't even turn around to watch the game at any point. Isn't that what's weirder? Not that we're taking it away or changing it or making it different. Isn't it stranger that we have it? Like, can we all just acknowledge how bizarre it is? Because there are teams, the New York Giants, the Cleveland Browns, that don't have these
0: type of cheerleaders, and they're fine. Nobody ever complains about that, do they? See... And then there will what will, will be the crowd to say? Oh, you're trying to kill cheerleading? No, cheerleading is a thing. People compete at it. It's a it's a sport. Actually, this isn't actually, cheerleading. Actually, actually, it's a competition. Yeah, correct. It's not cheerleading. This is they're dancers essentially. Yes,
1: they so, are. They so are, they, are, they are dancers. Dance. Uh, and they are and and what's I don't know what's dumb about it because it's meant to look very glamorous, right? And then you find out what they're paid. And it's basically minimum wage if they're getting paid at all. Um, actually it's and, below
0: minimum wage, but yeah.
1: Right. And then the in and then there's like specific rules, like so I, I knew a girl who was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. She had to delete all of her social media and make her social media presence her low paid profession of Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. That was the only social media she was allowed to have while she was on. And that might've changed because I know that there's a university of Washington cheerleader who I just saw on social media. It was tweeted out that she made the Dallas Cowboys squad or whatever. And she still has her own uh, social media that she tweeted it out on. So maybe things are changing and maybe things are evolving, but like the thing that I, um, the thing about it is we just, we should be asking ourselves because it's especially like it's a conservative point of view, right? To say you're taking this thing that I'm used to away, but, you know, cons- conservatism is usually more of the party of people who espouse certain moral values. And it's like, can we just ask, is it weird that we have this thing where there's only like six or seven onbeat dance moves and hair flips and short shorts? and cleavage with and and the and that they're all have to be between the ages of 19 and 23 like what does that actually add to the experience it's the whole thing is just very bizarre to me i i enjoy this is all right here we go since we we've established that i don't even have the ability to talk about sex without my face getting flushed so here we go uh but i enjoy uh, sex. I enjoy football. They don't have to be together. Like I, I enjoy yep. eating steak and uh, I enjoy going to the movies. I don't need a steak at the movies,
0: but a, ste- a steak at the movies is nice, though. It does sound all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad example because because you can eat at the movies now, and that right. actually enhances your movie. Steak,
1: steak might actually save movie theaters.
0: Yep. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Reddit slash Wall Street bets. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yep. So, I am one who looks at this and I'm like, mm, I, I I don't hate. I don't hate the idea of um, them having a dance team. And instead, I think it's much ado about nothing. And you guys are gonna see it be pumped up and made into a big deal, don't fall for the mess.
1: There is a pushback, though, against the idea of male cheerleaders. And as somebody who covers a lot of high school football, um, I've seen a lot more, like a lot, a lot more of male cheerleaders Yeah, uh, and not just as bases on the stunt team to hold girls up when they're flying, but like actual like boys who go through the cheering. So people might think that it's sudden, but it's actually like, no, it's it's been
0: going on for quite some time.
1: Pretty grassroots thing. But, but as far as college football, George, like the idea of a cheerleading squad, because I know that like a lot of schools have a dance team and cheerleaders and flyers and a lot of male cheerleaders in In college football, nobody even thinks twice about. We have a former president of the United States who was a male cheerleader. Did you know that? Who? George W. Bush was a cheerleader. Are you serious? At Yale, absolutely. I I swear on my life, George W. Bush was a male cheerleader.
0: Oh, my God, bro. You never know. The next president of the United States might be a Washington football team Uh, cheerleader. Oh, listen, we will not have a president come from the university of Washington. So it's fine. Um, Well, that, that is nothing. I was talking about the NFL,
1: Oh, (laughs) but you, you just took the opportunity to take a shot at university of Washington for no reason. And now I'm going to get emails because I just suggested that only men can be president. So it looks like we're both having a a coach McDermott moment.
0: Yep. um Okay, now here is time for the best of social media. Um, here is what happened on TNT's inside the NBA. You had Candace Parker going at it with Shaq. I well, think you switch at the switch? point of pick and roll, but I do think that Jokic, sh- like the NBA switches now, right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: why? Whatever happens- because
0: everybody can shoot threes. <laughs>
1: Whatever man. Up. Because you're going to be manning up trying to recover back to your man and they're going to hit a three
0: just like Jokic did. Well, oh, But whatever happened to pre-rotating them. Do then no. they move the ball around. You got, you got four to five three-point three shooters on the court. You ain't going to rotate in enough time. Not
1: rotating.
0: <laughs> my, my? Not rotating. Yeah, but you got to take the easy pass away. Like, if you ain't going to switch, you got to take the easy so pass So that's what but I'm saying. But now you have guys that can throw the ball from one side of the court and find the guy in rhythm... But that one, that easy one-five pick and roll, the big is so far back, like Shaq used to be all, of, all the time. And we won a championship. But, right? but here you go. Just throwing a shot at you, big fella. I love you. No, but then we won a championship. We did. Thank you. Because you started getting up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but you Candace Parker ain't pulling no punches, bro. I like it. I like the fact that she's really out there and she's like, Shaq, you're get off my lawn guy. I'm still playing. I know what's going on here. And some people, I saw that some people didn't like it. They were like, Oh, Oh, she's, she's a woman. What does she know? No, she's a professional basketball player. Fool. Really? You saw people shitting on Candace Parker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, she's it's different. The, the, the men's game is different than, than the women's game. Shaq's a hall of famer. He knows. First of all, she's talking about the men's game.
1: Yes. Uh, And second of all, like, of everybody who has gone from playing to commentating, of everybody who's done it, she's probably, I mean, in any sport, I'm talking any sport in the last 10 years, she's probably top five natural fit to move from playing to commentary. Everything about what she does is smooth. Um, she, She can... She has chemistry, like no matter where they put her. And it's not about holding her own. It's about like, make sure she gets enough time because she's always going to bring something. Oh, for sure. So that's weird. Um, My takeaway from that was this is a perfect illustration of the downside of success. Because if you succeed doing something one way, that you might never evolve again. Because you succeeded, what do and you mean? so, so Shaq, somebody tweeted like the perfect thing of this is like Shaq is having a hard time
0: understanding because of a lifetime of being Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and and not realizing that everybody else is not Shaquille O'Neal. Right, right,
1: and so not only is everybody else not Shaquille O'Neal, he succeeded being him. Therefore, he is always going to be able to say, "We won a championship." Of course I'm right because we won a championship. We achieved the goal. How could you question me because we won. Yep. He has four or five rings or whatever. Like he's he won a lot of games doing things a certain way. So if he he's not saying back in my day just to be nostalgic, he is actually talking about the success that he had, but success can trap you. It can yep.
0: keep you from evolving. You are right about that um here's the next thing in social media all right guys so i just got home right now from picking up my little niece and i hit a pole i called my husband i told him that he needs to come home so he's on his way home right now so wish me luck y'all and he's here guys <laughs> so, you know how you say you love me So if you didn't see it, if you were watching it, if you were listening on audio, so she has a dent in her car, fairly new car. She says she's going to call her husband, which is like, I don't understand what the point of this video was because nothing happened. Like it was uneventful. He was just like, Oh, you uh, hit your car. But the fact that, to me, he drove up on a jet ski, on a moped sitting on top of a jet ski frame, I just I, I couldn't, dude. I almost fainted when I saw that.
1: I think you could probably pick five or six things out of this video that need further explanation. Thing number one for me, straight out of the gate, is... How do you hit a pole that dents both sides of your bumper downward? (laughs) What kind of pole did she hit?
0: Hold up. How did she hit a pole, but it only damaged the bottom side of the car? Like it didn't hit the light.
1: I don't, I'm, I have no idea. The, the, the jet ski for a motorcycle is its own thing. Like this could have been just a TikTok of him pulling up. Like you you would not have to have involved her hitting a car, you would not have to have seen her in a track suit and being like semi-cute and meek and it being a king of queens situation, right? Where like he pulls up dressed like Kevin James on a on a jet ski. Yeah. It could have just been the jet ski moped and this would have gone
0: viral. Yeah. No oh. other context, this is going viral with just the jet ski moped. Absolutely. Uh the the next thing up, which I thought was the most fascinating video because it was completely unexpected for, for me. This is the dude pulling a refrigerator out of a truck and trying to put it on a dock. Ralph, I thought that was incredible. Like I, when I saw it, I was like, I expected something to go wrong. I did not expect him to stick the landing. I respect this video and the man in this video
1: on the same level as like a David Blaine, crazy magic trick or someone doing a 360 windmill dunk. My jaw was on the floor. That was amazing. Like, I'm moving in three weeks, four weeks. I need help. I would pay this man to just show up and sign autographs for my friends that I get to come help me move. It does not look like it's a real fridge, the way that he's manhandling it with just
0: his palms, right? Like, did you think that like that this is fake in some way? No, I didn't think it was fake. I was I was amazed. I was like, how did he leverage that without it falling? Because refrigerators are heavy. So the refrigerator did look a little bit lighter than I expected it to be. But damn, bro. Like not at the
1: end of the video. When at the end of the video, when he just goes to pull the the dolly. Uh, or hand truck, or or whichever uh, version of that tool makes you feel more masculine. Uh, when he starts to pull it, you can tell there's that that the the, the um, resistance. Like this is a steel, stainless steel fridge, brand new. It's the same weight as any other fridge. He was just mastering the leverage of of everything. Like every offensive line coach should be showing this video to their team.
0: Yeah, dude, that that was absolutely incredible. Like to 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 say the least. I couldn't b- believe it. Like, I can't believe that nothing went wrong. Uh, the final thing that we got up for social media is this video of Jay Crowder on the plane with owner son- Look at it son. Hey, Look how it's, it's hitting good. now. Ooh, He's got so some yeah. nice. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. going to be dancing. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. And then. Right. Next <laughs> <Yeah. clip laughs> <where you laughs> think about the it's only time I could get what I wanted would <laughs> <and> be <laughs>
1: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I probably had a different take on this video than everybody. Probably there is something to me because I get it. Robert Sarver's a white guy and you know, it's kind of cool to put your jewels on, on him. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He can, is he, or, or however much money he has, he has way more than all of the players. Even, even Chris Paul, who's who's gonna be the highest paid NBA player in history by when when he retires so I I I just saw it and it makes me kind of cringe even though it's kind of cool it makes me cringe because I'm like it feels like he's kind of making fun of them on the other level where he's looking at he's like yo this is kind of kind of dope but I can buy 500 of these and you can buy two I, what do you want me to say?
1: Nobody here likes Robert Sarver. There's a million reasons why nobody here likes Robert Sarver. I was upset at this video for trying to make him seem likable. Um, I try to think of like people that frustrate this is like the drip Bayless thing. Like this isn't gonna make me like you more skip. Like I just uh, to even like I'm happy that the suns are good. I'm beyond happy. If, if I'm being honest, like I'm on cloud nine. And the fact that you haven't mentioned the fact that this happened after they beat your Lakers last night is pretty funny. Um, but I, I, didn't I just know
0: the game was played. So,
1: okay. Okay. Cause, cause, cause I don't watch the Suns. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, I will say that, um, it was funny, but I would rather not see him on my computer screen or on my phone screen for any reason. Rather than see this funny video, I just I could do with that. It's not seen, not heard. That's what I would like from from Robert Sarver. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, um, you guys, thank you guys for watching. Rice or wrong, uh, new episode of Pac-12 Apostles dropped as well. I should have said that in the beginning, but um, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys on Friday. Thanks for the support. Share it with a friend. Tell a friend about it. Peace out. Catch you guys later.